Welcome to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries at First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at fumcbentonville.org, or check us out at Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Listen for the Word of God in our New Testament reading this morning. It's from Colossians 3, verses 12 through 17. Therefore, as God's choice, holy in love, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Be tolerant with each other, and if someone has a complaint against anyone, forgive each other. As the Lord forgave you, so also forgive each other. And over all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. The peace of Christ must control your hearts, a peace into which you were called in one body. And be thankful people. The word of Christ must live in you richly. Teach and warn each other with all wisdom by singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Whatever you do, whether in speech or actions, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus and give thanks to God the Father through Him. This is the Word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, we are continuing on. I mean, this is still Christmas. Um, We have the 12 days of Christmas, um, which start on Christmas Day and run until... Oops run until uh, the 5th of January. This is the last of the 12 days of Christmas. Easy for me to remember because this is my birthday. I was born on the 12th day of Christmas. 12 drummer drumming. Um, (laughs) But So we're going to continue with the Christmas story. So here is a story from the Gospel of Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ took place. When Mary, his mother, was engaged to Joseph before they were married, She became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man. Because he didn't want to humiliate her, he decided to call off their engagement quietly. As he was thinking about this, an angel from the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because the child she carries was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you will call him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now all of this took place so that what the Lord had spoken through the prophet would be fulfilled. Look, a virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, open our hearts, our minds, and our eyes that we might see and know the word you have for us this day. In your holy name we pray. Amen. What's the story of your name? Do you know it? Uh, How did you get your name? I invite those of you that have joined us online for worship. If you've got a story about your name, please share that with us in the comments. Um, We would love to hear that. But I went up to the choir um, a little bit before. uh, And I always go up and we go up and pray with them uh, before worship. And I asked, does anybody here have a story about their name? And Harry volunteered. So I'm going to let him share a little bit about his name. Well, first, you need to know that uh, there's a little uh, mistruth 
to the story that I tell often when asked about my name. I actually lie about it. And, uh, you know, maybe I'm trying to impress chicks or something. I don't know, but what the motivation. But you need to understand that I'm 50% Norwegian. My mother was full-blooded Norwegian. Uh, and so at the time of my birth, my full name is Harry Hawken Goodyear. And the Hawkins spelled H-A-K-O-N. So when I'm trying to impress, the story that I tell is, I was named for the President of the United States, Harry S. Truman, and the King of Norway at the time of my birth, King Hawkins. And oh, the impression, it's just wonderful. But then I have to fess up. I was actually named for my two grandfathers, Harry and Hawkins. <laughs> Please forgive the lie. <laughs> Thank you so much, Harry. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. I love to hear the, the stories behind people's names. And, and I wanted to share with you all today um, the story that I love to tell, which is how we came about to name my son. You all, those of you that were here with us a uh, couple of nights ago for Christmas Eve, heard the story of his birth. Um, now you're going to hear how we actually came about getting his name. So um, my, uh, Soren's dad, my husband at the time, and I were um, both very strong-willed people. So when we agreed on something, it was great. When we didn't, it was a battle. And we did not agree about names. Um, it would have been really, really helpful for us if an angel had just popped down and said, here's what you're going to name your kid. That had been great. I'd appreciated that. But that's not what happened. So instead we had this battle. I wanted to name, if we had a son, we didn't know what we were having, but if we had a son, I wanted to name him a good biblical name, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, something like that, right? My husband has collected comic books since he was 14 years old. And so he wanted to name his son Thor. Now, my, Trav, that's my husband's name. He, he, was, he was about this tall and at times in our marriage has weighed less than me. And I said, um, we're not having a Thor. This is just, it's not in the gene pool here, right? That's just mean to do to a kid. So we can't. We can't go with Thor. So we ended up getting a baby book and we would take turns every night reading names out of the book and we'd write names down that we both liked. Well, he was reading the night we came across Soren. And I said, oh, I really like that name. He said, I do too. So it made it onto the list. And then, um, then we took that list and narrowed down, narrowed down, narrowed down. And Soren kept staying in the, in the loop. So finally, it's very important to me to know what names mean. Um, and so I said, did you pay any attention to what the name Soren means? When you were reading it, he's like, nah, I didn't notice. And I said, okay, we'll get the book back out. So we got the book out. Soren is the Danish name for Thor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And my son was born in the middle of a thunderstorm on the eve of the, third of of the 4th of July. So it was very thunderous that night. So I feel like it was, it was the right name. But yeah, yeah, um, Trav actually won that argument. But that, you know, it's important to know our stories of our names, I think. Because a lot of times our names carry so much of our identity. In fact, that's really their purpose, right? To distinguish us from someone else. 
um, to give us something for other people to call us by. And, and it's the very fact that they have something to call us by that allows us to be in relationship with them. If you just said, hey, you, to everybody, that's, that's, that's terribly impersonal, right? It's hard to establish a relationship with someone without knowing their name. Names are very important. They carry, in many ways, who we are in them. So that brings up this question of how did Jesus get his name, right? And we have this angel who comes. Except I don't think this angel was terribly helpful, right? Because he says, you will name him Jesus, for he will be called Emmanuel. What? (laughs) Which name? Which name did you mean? Um, If I was Joseph, I would have had some questions. But wisely, Joseph did not ask questions. Because this same angel had showed up to Zechariah few months before and Zechariah had some questions and the angel made him unable to speak. So um, Joseph probably heard that story and thought, you know, I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm just going to name him Jesus and call him Emmanuel. Okay. Um, But I will also say it's not terribly unusual to have two names in the ancient world. In fact, we all have, for the most part, at least two names, as long as we're not Cher or Madonna or something, right? We have two names as well. Um, And in in the ancient world, it was usually you had a name and then you had what was called an epithet, which was usually your nickname or some expression of what you do went with that second name. And we actually have remnants of that still today. People whose last names are Miller or Carpenter or Baker reflect the fact that there was a time when people in their family were Millers and Carpenters and Bakers. Right? Uh, so we have that uh, in our history as well. So we have this name, which is kind of that personal marker of you as an individual, and then that epithet, which talks about what you do, expresses it in that. So let's talk about Jesus' two names and what they mean. So Jesus is actually in Hebrew would have been Yeshua. So Jesus was really named Yeshua. It equates to our English name of Joshua. Um, The reason that we call it Jesus is because in order to to kind of make it Greek, they they translated Yeshua to Jesus. And then as Germans were working with with the language, the Greek language transferring over, they, they used a J for that Jesus. And then as English speakers got a hold of that, they pronounce it Ja. So that's how we got to Jesus from all of that. But Yeshua in Hebrew means the rescuer, the one who saves. And so Jesus was named for being the one who saves us all. Now, Emmanuel means God with us. So he will be called God with us because he will be God with us. Now, what's unusual about this is we got kind of the name and epithet flipped, right? Because who Jesus is, is God with us. That's who Jesus is. That should be Jesus' name. And then Jesus' epithet 
who, the one who saves. That's what he does for us. So he should be Emmanuel, Jesus, but instead he's Jesus. Maybe we were more concerned on what he does for us than who he is. And that's kind of a human thing. That's kind of a human thing. But also I think it is so like Jesus to flip things around, right? Because that defies expectations. And that is Jesus. Jesus defies expectations. Part of the reason that he, this verse is quoted, he will be called Emmanuel, is because it's quoting Isaiah. And Isaiah was one of the prophecies that predicted the Messiah, right? That people looked towards and said, this is what the Messiah will be like. And, um, and that Messiah that everyone expected was to be a human king who would overthrow Rome's rule. But that's not who Jesus was. Jesus instead was God. No one expected God. And Jesus overturned the powers of the world, but did it less in a political way and more in a transformative life way. Live differently than the empire tells you to live. It doesn't matter what empire there is. Put me at your heart and, and make my way of life your way of life. No matter where you live, no matter who you are, no matter what time you're in, you can overthrow the empire by following me and living in the way that I call you to live. And that will save us all. That will save us all. So in these next few weeks, we're going to be looking at what it means to have God with us and how Jesus helps us understand God better. But also, we're going to be looking at this fully human side of Jesus and how he made human life holy. So we'll be kind of flipping back and forth between those two realities. What does it mean to have God living among us? And what does it mean for the human life to contain God and for God to know and show us God knows what it's like to live in these bodies, what it's like to be frustrated, what it's like to be angry sometimes, what it's like to be hungry and sad. God knows that because of Jesus, because God is with us. So we're going to follow that journey. We're going to see how, how that human life takes on a particular glory. And we're going to see how God is more accessible to us. And we're going to find peace in that, I hope. We're going to find peace in that. Because we're going to know that Jesus is our rescuer. And we're going to know that we can call on him. Because we know him. We know his name. Because we know his name, we can have a relationship with him. 
because we know his name. He is Jesus, Emmanuel. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon Podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. FUMC Bentonville welcomes all. Because we believe the communion table is God's table, we invite everyone into our church family. We welcome and celebrate every race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, age, physical and mental ability, national origin, economic station, and political ideology. We come together in action and outreach, aspiring to follow Jesus' example of radical hospitality, love, and grace as a transformative movement in our community. Please join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m., both in person and on Facebook Live. All are welcome, and we'd love to have you with us. Grace and peace.